Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 57th edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by my fellow Hans Zimmer appreciator. I need a cough. Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you can feel your voice sort of, like, it's it's failing as you're speaking? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, John Cena, a.k.a. Fitzy, a.k.a. Liam. Hey. Hi. Hi. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are found. So please subscribe and all those things if you enjoy the show. Tell your friends and family about the show and about our lovely Instagram page as well. Now, we have a poll, speaking of the Instagram announcement for you all. It's tremendously exciting. The streak will live, hopefully. I did specifically choose based on concern for losing, I must say. So maybe that's probably a bad mindset, but I also don't want to lose. So I'm going head to head with Fitzy this time. What are you nominating for our Instagram poll this week, Liam? Um, my choice is Moneyball. Oh, that's a good choice. That's good. Have yes. you guys seen it? No. Oh, that's an okay. That's great. I sort of want that to win actually. Um. I went for, of course, the known proven commodity in the Center of that community, Tom Cruise, <laughs> and, and chose Minority Report as my nomination. Oh, that's, a good, that's a good one too. Is it? Oh, cool. Okay. That, that's good. So we've got a good poll. Head over to the Instagram page in the around 24-hour mark after the episode is posted on Monday when you're hearing this and vote. And the winner will be reviewed in a fortnight's time. So please do that. Let your voice be heard. Uh, as always, we'd love you to submit your questions, thoughts, reviews for next week's film in the YouTube comments section or send us a DM on Instagram. The specific question of the show this week will be, what is your favourite TV series opening? you got plenty of options. There are some bangers out there. So let us know what's your favourite. This week we're reviewing Weathering For You. With- I did that on purpose. Oh, I sorry, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, though, when I went to type it in on Netflix, I had to really think about it for a second. It, it was messing with me. I don't know why. Uh, which is a film that opened in Japan on the 19th of July, 2019. It was directed by Makoto Shinkai. The genre is, like, I want to say, anime is not a genre. It's a, it's not, it's not a, that's not what a genre is, right? That's just... It's a medium, but I think there's also enough conventions that come along with it that it might define its own genre. Mm, that's a good point, actually. It's a, it's an anime slash drama, I guess. Uh, the synopsis reads, A high school boy who has run away to Tokyo befriends a girl who appears to be able to manipulate the weather. Sounds pretty wild, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, Jane, tell me about your experience with Weathering With You is the name of the movie. I quite liked it. There's a lot I love, but there's some I don't like, um, namely the whole police arc. Um but I think um, I think it's I really love it. I think it has all the you know it has all the uh, what do you call it? I don't know, like everything the director's done in his previous films. You can see it in this one because he's 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 expanded on it. He's gotten better. I think the animation is you know not better than ever, but pretty close to it. Um, I think the story is pretty wild, um, but I think it's really great. Um, yeah, it is pretty wild. It's pretty ter- oh. It's going to make a pun about the weather. Like, you know, what's like wild weather, you know? Torrential. Like, it's pretty torrential. Nah, that's nah, terrible. Nah. nah, that's that's really bad. Um, do, I want to know, right, is 
Shinkai here, this guy? Is he sort of like, I know my only understanding really of anime is, you know, uh, Ghibli, Ghibli and um, Miyazaki, right? Is is this guy obviously not on the level of that, I assume, but is he like sort of a, a known commodity? Is he like, you know, you're going to see a Shinkai film. Is it sort of like that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Think, I, 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 since your name in 2016, I think it's become a bit like that. But before that, oh, not okay. really. But like, because I think your name's like the highest grossing film in Japan ever, or it might have been overtaken oh, recently. But you know, so like, there's, there's, there's a yeah, he, he's become a big thing. But even before that, you know, his, his his shit was decently known. Right. So he's sort of new on the scene. I mean, he's sort been of. producing movies since like the early 2000s, I think. Okay. So I mean, like, he's not new, but like his 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 knownness is, is new. Mm, mm, absolutely, his popularity. Mm, that that's sure. the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this show is basically just us helping each other with words. Um, Fitzy, what do you think? Oh, I didn't like it. Um, it was just overly cringy for me. Just the music choices and the relationship, and it was so messy. Um, I don't know. It was just a lot going on, and it felt way too. It felt like the bad idea of what anime is, you know, like when people think of anime tropes and shit like that, it felt like a lot of that. And it was just a lot of, it's just a lot. Like it's just too much. <laughs> it is a lot. The movie's a lot. Yeah. I don't disagree with any of that. As I was watching it, I thought this isn't probably the best jumping off point for you, Finny. Yeah. No. I mean, I'll say this. This is actually probably a good anecdote to describe the experience. I had it on and I was watching it for like an hour and a half. And, you know, people start, family members start just walking, you know, by just as you do to get places in the house or whatever. And like, normally it doesn't bother me whatsoever. I felt a bit self-conscious about it this time. And I think that's sort of what you need to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, are they... They like judging me for for what they're seeing or hearing kind of. Um, I thought I thought it was alright. I don't know. Like I'm sort of with I'm, I'm with Fitzy. I I think, but I also am pretty bad at understanding or critiquing this sort of filmmaking. So I'm going to lean on you guys. I think for a fair bit of that. Um, I just really struggled to get into the lead characters. I just Hadoku. What's he? Hadoku. Hadoku. Yeah. He just kind of sucks. He just kind of sucks, and um, <laughs> and yeah, it was weird. And I, I it, what you were saying is a hundred percent true. Where it's like anime isms, or at least what I understand anime isms to be, sort of just everywhere, and not in a good way. You know, at least for me, just sort of weirded me out a lot. And yeah, I mean, I think there's something here. I think the the film has heart and passion in it you know what i mean i don't think it's yeah. like, it's not like a void of emotion by any means but so there's something there i don't know if that something is up my alley personally you know i want to know now that i can sort of for the first time in my life participate in the whole sub dub thing <laughs> because oh wait which one did you like, watch this is like a legendary thing i absolutely watch dubbed oh that's why you don't like them oh yeah, I was dubbed. No, 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 dub. <laughs> is that the reason? No, that like it? that's obviously that's not the reason. There's so much more to it than that. But no, honestly, no, like funny. watching, like because like I, I I sometimes like um when I'm watching stuff, I'll I'll swap between the sub and the dub 
And hearing the Yankees speak is so fucking weird. Like, it's so weird because, like, obviously, like, you know, Japanese, like, they speak in their own, like, way and, like, you know, it's kind of, like, I think in anime it kind of comes across as, like, melodramatic, like, extra kind of type thing. And then, you know, the English dub kind of has to replicate that melodramaticness, but it just doesn't, it doesn't do it as well or as naturally. I think, so is it, it because we're familiar with the language? You know what I mean? Probably, yeah. And, like, it's, it's, Honestly, the dubbing does make it worse. Okay. Mm, I was going to message you saying you have to watch it in sub, but I didn't because I trusted you and you failed me. <laughs> I thought I thought both of you would watch it in sub for sure. And I I, I, def- I wanted to watch it in dubbed on purpose. So this wasn't a thing I did like because I didn't think of it. I definitely thought of it and I thought, I want I want to experience it in different ways. I want at least one of us to watch it in dubbed. But Fitzy also watched it in dubbed. Is there any particular reason? Oh, I just didn't think that. I just put it on and just, you know, sure. it was in dubbed, so, yeah. I saw well, that Anderson Bray and Rizlar made were part of the English cast, though, so at least you got, like, some decent talent there. Were they really? What? Rizlar Med was a detective and Alison Bray was um, Mitsumi. Oh. Wait. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I did not get that at all. Why is Rizlar Med the, the detective? He's got, like, five lines. Oh. Um... Okay, no, cool, cool. I thought that would be a a, a thing because I know that's like people feel very passionately. I mean, really, only about the subbed thing. People, no one, people in the anime community don't like dubbed, right? Like, not really. I thought not. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, for Cowboy Bebop, it's an exception, but yeah. Oh, is it? Is is the English VO sort of revered there? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know. I guess the I guess the biggest problem for me with the movie, well, I, well, I'm sure we'll we'll touch on some just some anime stuff. I don't know. Again, I, I don't know exactly what's weird for other you know types of anime or not. So you guys are going to help me, but just in terms of my core issue with the story, I think I I, I like the idea of um, oh Jesus, I need please get her name right, Hina, right? Um, uh, the premise. Is interesting enough, I think. Like, okay, there's these rare power people can have to manipulate the weather, and that's, uh, that's cool. And then sort of befriending someone like that and, you know, having that relationship. Oh, that's, that sounds fine as a premise. It's just Hodoka is just so uninteresting to me, and I don't understand his motivations for anything he does at any time, you know? It's he, he sort of, I understand he's meant to be like teenager sort of awkward person and that's fine. But I honestly think more than anything, there's little things here and there. I just need to understand for this story to work, why he ran away in the first place. I think that's probably one of my core issues and I read trivia. The director said he what didn't. He, it was a deliberate choice not to go into that, and it sort of just didn't make any sense to me because this entire movie is driven by the idea that, especially in the second half, Hodoka's trying to evade the cops. You know, he literally causes a major accident in the middle of Tokyo when the friggin' truck blows up and he still is like, oh, we need to evade the cops. I just constantly on the run. I don't understand why. What's driving him in this, you know? Why is he, I don't, 
Am I making sense here? You know, if I had some relation to his previous life and, and it can be any reason, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he needs to go into a deep backstory about how he was abused as a child or some shit like that. Any, any emotional, you know, character reason as to why he feels he, he wants to sort of go and explore the wider world and move to Tokyo in the first place and, and why he feels that he can't be contained back on his home island, which ends up happening to him anyway. Because so much in the movie is sort of reliant on the fact that you want to root for him and in that you want to root for him not being captured, you know? Because that's what a huge part of this movie is. You just weren't angsty enough as a teen to understand. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. I mean, that's what, that, yeah, that sort of is his character. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a reoccurring theme in his films of, like, particularly the male characters feeling trapped or like, you know, suffering from like small town syndrome where like they just need to get out. Like you see it in five centimeters per second. You see it in the garden of words where he feels trapped in his little world, even though he's still in Tokyo and you see it in your name a bit as well. So it's kind of, kind of a trait of the director. So that didn't really raise any alarms. I don't think the vagueness was kind of, because I mean, you know, it does address the fact that he felt like it was suffocating. I understand that, you know, he feels like he lived a stagnant life and he didn't enjoy that, you know, I thought that was plenty enough for me, at least. No, that that's fair. The, yeah, I, like I said, I didn't I mean, really. It's a bit think extreme. Issue, but yeah, like I didn't. It, it, that's a fine reason, and, and I, I that's all I got to, and that, and that's a fine reason to kickstart why he leaves in the first place. Like when he's on the boat at the start, like that's fine. I don't need a reason for why he's there. That's fine. But it was just the whole. He's so desperate. Like he, like you, you think his life was on the line that he can't go home. You know what I mean? I think later like, like, because because he comes like he becomes swept up with Hina and stuff and he you know he now actually has something he enjoys and doesn't want to go you know yeah I guess it's not about going I back just, to something bad it's about losing something good mm, that's a good point I just yeah I guess I just struggled to buy into buy into that those cops were awful by the way they were so incompetent how many times did he just like run through their legs yeah. or some shit. <laughs> They were kind of like three back. times. Very laid back. They were so laid back. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the movie looks gorgeous. Looks great. I know that particularly for me, the environments were, and the backdrops and the set, and the setting was really well realized. Is that? I know you you mentioned uh, the other film that you mentioned from this director last week, Jan. Is that is that what you got from last time too? You mentioned the detail. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can't imagine how pissed his team would have been when he said, I want to make a film where it's constantly raining because that would have been a bitch to animate. But I mean, like... Very true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, this dude loves his rain and he also loves his cooking uh, little segments. And, like, the, it, they're always imbued with such detail and they're so, so nice. And it's his his films really are a treat to look at. You know, you can watch them on silent almost. You know, the, it, it, like, you know, it, it's like... Like um, I saw a joke about like the last one I watched last week. Instead of five centimeters per second, it's five backgrounds per second because it literally is just that <laughs> just constant, glorious animation. I don't. I I think this one kind of falters in like this kind of like weird like three sixty shot that he tries to do to add depth to the world. Where like it um, with the with the fireworks, it it, it looks it looks a bit weird. Um, but I think like when it when it remains in that two D frame, I think it's really great. I'm so glad you mentioned the three the three sixty shot. That's the the only part of the movie that looked trippy to me i didn't i didn't dislike it mm, it did same. take me out of i didn't it did take i think it's cool that they sort of went for something 
I would assume to be sort of out of their comfort zone. Just because of how have you? Is that something you've seen a lot? I think he does it to a lesser extent, probably once or twice in your name. But in this, it seemed like he tried to lean into it a bit more to add, like, you know, to, to, to try and make it feel more authentic or real. You know, adding that depth in it. You know, right, right. I it, yeah, it's like I said, it took me out of the movie, but and it definitely stood as looking weird. But I kind of liked it, honestly. You know, it felt. From what, yeah, uh, from anything clips I've ever seen, it felt unique to this director, so it was cool. And it, I assume the way it sort of, because it looked weird, like obviously the models and the, I, I don't know how to describe 2D animation. I'm very much, I feel like I understand like 3% of how to animate CG, so that's I can talk about it. I, I know nothing about this. So I don't even, the models is probably the wrong word, but like the characters because they remain 2D and then in the environment sort of turns, you can sort of well, tell. Yeah, I think it becomes CG at that point because like. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, um, yeah. yeah, they have been using like this like medley of CG and anime since like the 90s and when they like started with it. So, I mean, I think like, and I think in that scene is where it's most, I think, I think you can, I think it's safe to say it's CG in that scene. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Given the motion of the shot, the environment definitely looks 3D. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool that they sort of, I don't know, bring out a whole different method of animation just to make that shot look cool. So I'm here for that. How how did you guys feel about, I don't know, their relationship, how it develops the climax of the movie? That's where it gets all very, the climax specifically, you know, where they, I don't know what happened. I got no idea what happened, to be honest. They go to outer space and they teleport into another realm or something and, you know what I mean? Like, is this weird for anime even? <laughs> no, that's not weird at all. I mean, like, it's pretty much <laughs> shit. <laughs> I thought, it, it, I, you know, you popped to my mind. I was like, you're going to think this is so fucking weird when watching it, especially, like, all the dragon stuff and, like, because, like, you know, I, I, I wasn't aware of how much this movie was, like, meddled with, like, you know, how, how, how much it was an amalgamation of, like, fantasy and realist. I thought it was more like a, you know, your name kind of does that a bit. I mean, it's premise is like a sci-fi kind of thing, but like it's to a much more realistic degree. So I didn't know how fantastic oh. this one would be. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, okay, yeah. I, I mean, regardless of the the bizarreness of what's actually happening, or our lack of understanding of what's actually happening, I don't know. Does it? I think in that moment, it's meant to be more emotional than anything you know it's just meant to sort of connect i don't think the movie's like trying to get you thinking about what's actually happening in this in this moment like literally or anything like that no, so probably. i don't know did it re- resonate with you like in a i don't know did it hit you anywhere did it hit you in the heart and the yeah it did to me because I, yeah. I did i was able to latch onto the characters but like i think kind of in that in those final sequences i think especially with the cop shit it got really messy and like when he picks up the gun again you know i think so I think I was kind of withdrawn a bit. So I think I don't think I was fully invested or attached or whatever. So I mean, like, but I I, I definitely felt something. You, you felt something. Hey, <laughs> no, that, something, that's that's yeah. that's that's all that's all Lee can really ask for. I think with the abstract nature of that scene, I don't know what was going on. What was going on with the gun? You know, it was a, it was a weird sort of. Well, I think if you remove that whole police aspect of the story, it remains the same, if not better. So yeah. I really don't like that. Um, totally part of it yeah the police 
end up looking for them both because they're minors. Um, specifically, Hadoka, you know, missing person report filed. Like, okay, that's that makes sense. I don't really understand what the whole the gun just felt every time it showed up twice. I think when it showed up and he was like starts aiming it, and the movie just felt like it went way too grounded and serious for me. Like, like it, it just in that instant, like now we're we're playing with weather powers and a cool like teen romantic drama thing and yeah weird stuff and then there's a gun that turns up and he aims it at someone you know like jesus christ that's sort of how i felt apologies for the broad question fitzy did you what did you did you like the romantic relationship between the two leads here no not really i thought it was just like too um like melodramatic and like intense you know um Mm, sure yeah, I don't know. I think that was the main part of the film that I didn't really connect with. So, yeah. It, it did feel like the world was on the line for these, for, for, you know what I mean, for, for these two to get together sort of thing. Um, and for Hidoka in his mind, I guess it sort of was that. But I, mean, I did. But that's, that's anime for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, that's. I appreciate you saying that. That's the that's the knowledge I like. I mean, maybe I, maybe my prejudice for anime is well founded. Then you know. <laughs> um, but I did find it hilarious where, like, I, you know, and I spent the whole movie so desperate to, I don't know, meet, be be with, you know, to have that romantic connection with Hina. God damn it! They both start with H, and um, I did find it hilarious how at the end, <laughs> like, they go through the whole spiritual realm thing and that and then they come out of it and like it starts raining like ridiculously and then they come back like a year later and tokyo is just comically submerged in water and they just he effectively like ruined millions of people's lives (laughs) for this relationship right but the conclusion that they come to is that he didn't because it's always been like that you know 200 years ago it was underwater anyway and like that's why he's like no oh sure uh but then he's like no no we caused this and then he's like no we are positive i mean yeah no you're right i feel i feel no no no, but that's true they do have that line i guess that's sort of the movie's way of trying to i sort of respect it you know trying to thematically get around the idea that oh you know it's okay it's fine but that's the first thing i thought we get that really i really like the the shot of um like Tokyo just basically, you know, half mm-hmm. underwater. Really like that. And that was my first thought, like, wow, they did this to these people. And, like, everyone had to move. The 16-year-old kid created the biggest refugee crisis in the world. Right? <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. In terms of weird, I mean, the cat was adorable. Shout out to the cat. I was, gonna, I was about to say, surely you appreciate that. Awesome. And then it came back and it was all grown up. It was great. Um, but outside of that, this is... Again, I'll probably just be met with the response, this is just anime, okay? But why do the characters just moan and pant it for any reason? You know what I mean? Like, for literally anything, they just... They just why is there so much panting in anime, you know? Is that a valid question? Is that a dumb question? It's I don't know. a bit harder to express exhaustion through animation so i guess that's kind of their response but i I didn't really think this movie was that guilty of it where did you oh okay really 
Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it's just worse in other things then. I don't know. I, I, it stood out to me for sure. Just all the time. I don't know. Just like someone says a line and they start like. <laughs> oh, ex- right. It's just, it's just okay. excessive panting. Yeah, okay. you know? yeah, I understand now. Yeah, no, it's kind of like that exasperation of like, you know. Like, yeah. It's kind of exasperation and desperation coming across in an animated medium. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's a lot, you know. Yeah. And I've never really, and as someone who's a fan of Western animation, it's not something I'm used to. So That's fair. Because what is it sort of a a known? You said you didn't notice it here. Is it a known thing that people talk about that with anime? Oh well, well I mean, like the 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 the, the moans I didn't, but like the like the panting kind of yeah. But I mean, like the moans definitely like the so moan probably no. You're right. You're yeah. right. The mo- the moan. The moan I mean, like probably... <laughs> I can show you something else with that. I mean, like okay, okay, sure. Moan was probably the wrong word. Yeah, just exasperation was. Yeah. No, the I best think the, thing to describe yeah, it as the, the, the painting. Yeah, no, the, yeah. Why? Why did the movie obsess so much on how old they were? Yeah, I was a bit lost well, on that too. Did, especially that at really the end awkward? about her being fifteen, so you know, eighteen or whatever. Mm. So it was really awkward yeah. to me. It was like, yeah, what? She said she was eighteen. She's actually fifteen. What? And it's like this huge thing. You, know, you can't get over it. I'm just like, I was. I, th- I think it's. Long. I think it's more of the like, because like. He didn't because he he essentially pressured her into taking that, and he didn't realize that he was a responsible one. And then that comes from a difference of like cultures and the fact that like the, how much how much respect and how much importance mm. is placed on your elders type of thing. And he was kind of being really, oh okay, he was right. really irresponsible in forcing her to do this. That ultimately ended up in her dying essentially. So I think like that's kind of where he just a guilt came across, but like. For your mm, voice didn't mind, it didn't come across that <laughs> For my, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> no, but it, it was weird, kind of. It felt like it was too obsessed with it. it. Yeah, the movie was, it brought up many times, many times. And it didn't, again, maybe it is just a Japanese cultural thing. Like everyone in Japan, because of, because their culture, you know, obviously operates differently. They sort of took it differently. The way that I took it is not the way you'd probably want to take it, you know. And I don't know, just like the, the like how many times does he have to be called out on like looking at one of the female characters' body and like, are you looking at my boobs? Like, why? Are you looking at my tits? Like, why? Why do they do times, this? Isn't it? It's what? Isn't it four times? Probably twice with the older uh, one. It was three or four times. Yeah. It, yeah. No, totally. It, it happened to both of the female characters. That's just anime. Like, legit. Again. Right. Yeah, but that, that kind of thing doesn't happen in a Ghibli film, you know? As much, or I don't, as I much. I don't think it happens at all. No, like no, but I think that's kind of. Enjoy. I mean, like that's a very small portion. But if you look at anything else, you know, you look at Akira or Ghost in the Shell, or you know, like Neon Genesis Evangelion, or like any like the popular shit like that, it's like cranked up to a ten. You know, I mean, like this, right. I, this movie wasn't even that that bad about it to be honest. I mean, okay. it was kind of just comical and quick, whereas other movie, like other like products, kind of. Put a bit of a focus on it, you know. Right. I don't know. I don't know about Akira, but I mean Akira um, probably not. But there, there, there's that. There's 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 one or two scenes, you know, that kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It felt more overt in this. Yeah, I don't know. To be clear, like I don't, I'm not here. Of like, oh my god, this movie's objectifying women. Like, I, I, I honestly, I, I'm of the mind that, like, in terms of like something I understand about anime art style often and art direction is that often female characters sort of over-sexualized in their, in their design. 
and I don't I don't have anything against that honestly. Like I think if other people have an issue with that, that's fine. But like I think that's sort of a, an art choice, and if that's sort of how they want to represent certain characters for for depending on who they are, I think that's totally fine. It's just when like they go back to this gag that's not funny, and you know what I mean, and it's like. The way it's executed is like so awkward. Like, are you looking at my body? I'm like, no. It's just. No, I think that would. Yeah, put, that, that, I mean, that, yeah. That, that would have put a massive laugh internationally. <laughs> Seriously. Mm, yeah, probably, probably. If it has an, if the joke has an audience, that's fine. I, I was not here for it. I found it very awkward and pretty cheap. You know. I think also we need to pull attention back to the fact that you're watching this with what, like, on your TV speakers out loud. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Even, I, 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 I don't feel comfortable watching anime on the big TV. I, I always do it either on my computer or like <laughs> if I'm on, if I'm on the main TV, it's with headphones because like you know there's something oh, weird behind to come up. Oh no, that's so. So I think I think I think thing. the awkwardness of the scene is probably reflected in your actual awkwardness of your family having to hear that line. Oh, maybe. Yeah. No, that's fit. Yeah. I wasn't thinking of that in the moment, but I mean, that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Um, yeah. So what you're saying is that you have to either, that, that just annoys me so much. It's like, it, it, it would annoy me anyway of like knowing that I'm watching something that I feel like I have to like adjust the environment I watch it in, you know what I mean? To, to, and that will make me enjoy it more. That just, that's sort of a con. I mean, you don't have apparently. to. It's just what I do. Oh, no, sure. But I, if it gets any worse than this, I probably would. You know what I mean? Like the idea of it's fine if you're in a theater with everyone else who who you know who also paid to be here and knows what they're in for. You know, if, the second you get like an outsider who can hear it, it's like awkward. That's like, Ugh. Fitzy, you mentioned the music choices. Were you? Yeah. Please elaborate. I found the vocal songs very off. What? I just feel like they played at really bad times. Like, there's this. Oh, okay. Like they didn't always play the climax. They just kind of. Like this loud J pop song just started, you know, blasting, and I was just like, "Oh wow, <laughs> really? Yeah. This is this is anime for sure." Um, I mean, it it was it made tone. It was kind of totally more consistent when those songs played during like really melodramatic, like climax, emotional moments. You know, like the uh, you know, them meeting the clouds or whatever the ending. Yeah, um, no, totally. Yeah, but you know when he's like running up the stairs to finder or just some random thing is happening and then just starts blasting it's like it's like it's just too much you know it really does blast doesn't it that's the best way no that's fair i mean the vocal japanese j-pop is that what it is i'm I'm used to the phrase k-pop is that is j-pop a thing okay okay but that okay that's like a term um i mean that's not my music anyway but that that's irrelevant. I totally agree. It, it works fine when they're t- flying around in the clouds and shit. Outside of that, not really for me. Jan, jump to its defense. No, I, 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 I thought it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it elevated the scene, especially when he's running up to her. I thought that was great. Um, I really love Red Wimps because they also did your name in, with him. Um, and I really love like the um, I love that that kind of like demented, like kind of like pulling sound i don't know how to describe it that, that like it's like this digital pulling sound that like like um that that, that that gets repeated often through the movie do you know what i'm talking about is that in the j-pop songs no it's not in the songs it's, it's just like a, a part of the score at different points 
Um, I think I might because I like, I think that's fantastic and like um it it's it, it's really weird but um with the songs as well like I I thought that I I didn't have an issue with them. I think that's just my sure. weebiness coming through. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna shout out score generally. I did quite like it. There's a I don't know if this is what you're talking about. I'm not. I don't know if we're thinking of different things, but I'm also not gonna be able to describe it, but. There was a particular moment I think where Hina floats for the first time. Gave me I don't know, I don't know if this will mean anything to you guys. Hopefully it means something to to Luke specifically. It, it it gave me huge Breath of the Wild score vibes. Huge. Like it, it felt like it was ripped right out of it. In, but it totally worked in the scene. It was like it was like piano, but not like melon melodramatic piano. Like really light, almost sort of reflecting the rain piano. You know what I mean? Poor descriptions really all like... around. <laughs> my my linguistic ability to describe music is so is uh, legendary on this show, but p- p- yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's what no, you're talking. No, about. you're talking about something different. I, I no, it's but yeah. No, it's... Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's huge, huge Breath of the Wild vibes when you're riding around um, in the open world for sure. Uh, but it was cool. I liked that about it. God, you know, one thing about the show has made me realize um, I, I don't like pay as much attention to scores as um, as it seems like you guys do. I need to like, I need to more consciously try to focus on scores because I know I can't really remember much as usual. So, no, oh, I think fine. I think I'm the same because like usually it's it'd probably be like three or four moments that jump out, and then it's through listening afterwards that you kind of come to appreciate it. With this oh, one, okay. this wasn't the case, but like with with other products, you know, it very much has been. Take your Jane's point. I don't want to give the impression that like I'm so tuned into the score every millisecond of this movie by any means. Like I, I take note of when like I just had that one Hina floating moment that stood out and I took note of it. Um, and that normally happens just like two or three times. That's sort of about it, you know. Mm. But also, yeah. it's not about you don't have to worry about it. If you don't notice it, that's fine. You know, you notice other things that we don't. So I love the way that... Um... What's his name? Shinkai, is it? Is that what you said the director's name was? Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. I love the way he he, he depicts Japan because it's, it's it's really gorgeous and he he loves his rain. Like it's 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 in most of his films. But like, you know, this kind of neon soaked wonderland that's kind of like imbued with traditional spots is exactly what it was when you know I was there. And like, he, I love his obsession with trains and like the way he like it's they're also prominent in all his movies. And it's he's such a great animator and he's such a good. You know, he 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 depicts Japan so well. That's really cool. You can relate it to your experience of going there. I mean, and it's also cool that he just likes rain so much. He's like, oh, what's the premise for my next movie? Oh, yeah, I'm making about the rain. Well, like, I, I love like the like the scene where he's like um at the start, like where he's just like outside um you know Shinjuku Station. Like it's it's so nice, you know, and, like it's so true to life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Google Maps and just take a peek. I mean, there are other characters to mention. I think you've got the the boss dude. I I I'm bad with these names, obviously. Uh, I kind of liked him. I thought like his little B plot thing going on with his mum and his kid and not having custody was interesting enough. Every time it popped up, I was engaged by that. And even just like I don't know. I felt he was a well-realized character. His little thing of like smoking addiction and 
people calling him out on that. I don't know. It's just like a small, I like little small characteristics you can sort of put on characters and remember them by like that, you know. How did you feel about the cat calling him out on the smoking? That was hilarious. That was great. Yeah, it's like, and it allows for yeah, it allows for little moments like that. I like it a lot. And he was a cool dude. Well, I like the um the brother character, the brother of um, you know yeah. the girl, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was just it, it was funny they like introduced him on the the bus at the start. And he's like swindling these two different girls, um, and then yeah, he's just, like just a fun, yeah, he's just a fun character in the film. That's true. No, you're totally right. He honestly might be my favorite character. Mm, he, yeah. Even again, when he has that moment where he like call, he's like ten years old, but he acts like a like a mob boss who can act, he can call in favors. He like calls in the the two elementary yeah, school yeah. girls like to bust him out. That was cool. That was good. That was good. That was a good moment. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. I don't know. I guess I'm done, actually. Oh, no, I've got trivia. Forget it. Um, this is the first Japanese anime with heavy product placement. Oh, yeah. Which was funny. I realized, again, I've seen Totoro, and I've seen a total of 30 minutes of Yu-Gi-Oh! in my life, too. So, like, knowledge very limited. But I did stand at me. I'm like, that is an Apple logo right there. I don't think I've... Oh, yeah seen this and then she straight up gives him a big mac that is clearly a big mac you know yeah i wasn't sure if that was just part of like the art style that like, he wanted to like you know his his accurate depiction or if that was actual product placement i don't know if there was was there an actual mac as the logo anyway yeah i don't know if yeah. there was oh there was okay because like there was like establishing shots of like the the, re- of the, the feels weird calling it a restaurant but i guess it is you know the mcdonald's restaurant <laughs> It's, it is definitely a restaurant, dude. Michael Keaton would bust in here if he heard you say, "You questioning if it's a restaurant?" That's a little joke for uh, the, uh, the the lost episode. <laughs> totally, oh, yeah. it'll never be recovered. <laughs> I mean, you could release uh, so, your cut with you two with your two discussion. I mean, like, oh, that'd be awful. No, absolutely not. That'd be atrocious. Be oh, what well, and leave it. But, like, don't edit it so it actually just goes silent when you're talking. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> Go silent for a minute and a half and I'll just go, oh, gee, that's a great point. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And uh, Weathering With You is the first anime film to be officially released in India. Director noted the online traction the film was getting, especially on Twitter, where Indian fans started trending hashtag India Wants Anime and made the release of the film possible theatrically. So do do you think they regretted it? I'm sorry. <laughs> when you compare this to Bollywood productions, what do you reckon they'd prefer? Oh, that's a solid point. Hey, they'd definitely prefer Bollywood, I'd assume. Hmm. Did I send you uh, that if Game of Thrones was made in Bollywood thing? No. No? Oh, I need to find that again and show it to you. It's so fucking funny. Oh, okay. That sounds weird. I don't. Bollywood is another thing I know nothing about. Like, even less than anime. So what I'm saying is I'm going to choose a Bollywood movie for the next poll. Oh, don't, please. Final verdicts, Jaden. Seven from me. Um, I liked it a lot, like I said at the start, but yeah, there, there, there are quite a few pitfalls. I think I think I, I agree with what Liam said initially as well about it being messy, and I think there is quite a few unnecessary things, but like um, it seems like a lot of the complaints you had just seemed to be 
thing that I took in. So, I mean, still not quite on your level, but, like, yeah, seven, yeah. Fitzy. Five. Um, some good stuff, but I realized couldn't get into the anime this time. So, yeah. I've had all right. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'll, I'll give it a five. I thought it was, I thought it was all right. I didn't, uh, it was average, but I didn't hate it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was awkward and weird and not for me, but I can see how this could connect with other people. And how do you feel? I didn't think it was boring or anything. Sorry about bringing it up after we finished the discussion, but like, how do you feel about the the, the greater fantasy elements, like the dragons and the skyfish and shit? Was that weird to you as well? Or did you just kind of take that in? When when was there a dragon in the film? I sort of forgot, I sort of forgot about it. Um, to be honest, the dragon is the cloud thing that ate him at the end, and then he gets transported to the sunshine realm. Ah, uh, <laughs> of course. <Right. laughs> nah, but there's there's reference to the dragon earlier when like um she's talking about like um the rain spirits and whatever, and then like at the end there's kind of that visualization of it like like that's kind of swirling storm is the dragon. Bro, I, don't, I just don't get why he likes rain so much. Like this director, this movie just loves rain, you know. Makes shit look cool as, dude. Nothing beats a you know rain soaked Tokyo. Like it, it's it's just neon reflecting everywhere. It's it's great. Let's get into news chat. So, uh, Warner Brothers is apparently reportedly searching for a black actor and director to helm this JJ Abrams produced Superman movie. Oh, is JJ doing it? He's producing it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be interesting if he directed it, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's sort of one of the biggest stories going around this week. I Is there anything comic book-wise, is there a black Superman in the comics or something? You know? yeah. Not that there needs to be, but there is, okay. There is, but I think this is going to be a black Clark Kent. Oh, okay, interesting. And that's, that's what I saw IGN. You know, so about IGN baiting their audience. That's what they specified as well, you know? And, like, that's, right. yeah. Okay. Wait, what do okay. you mean? Like, if there's a black Superman, why wouldn't there be a black Clark Kent? Hmm? Well, no, because like... it's a different character. It's 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 it's, a, it's just a different Kryptonian or it, different Superman. It's not Clark Kent. It's just a... You know how, like, there's Miles Morales instead of Peter Parker? Oh, you're saying in the movie it's going to be a black... Yeah, in the movie it's going to be a black Clark Kent, but in the comics, I think it's it's you know it's your Miles Morales type of thing. Oh, okay, okay, right, okay. I mean, if that's who knows, this is all reports, but if that's that's true, that's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't really care enough about Superman to be annoyed at that. You know what I mean? He's an asshole character. <laughs> an I mean, asshole I don't, character. He, a bad character is what I mean in that. Not that he's an asshole. I mean, he's a bad character. Sure, sure. He's definitely not. A character for me, really. I don't know this could this could be interesting. I don't know if, if it makes Superman like I, I don't know. Like obviously, like the race element is like the top of the story and like the big thing to be discussed. But like sort of there's, the least interesting part to me. Discuss really? I no, it's not. It, it, up really, but yeah. Oh well, just in terms of more. I don't. Know, I don't know if you guys had anything to say about it, but also just the fact that what can a new Superman movie be? What do they want it to be? You know what I mean? Like, what are they going to do? An, another origin story? No. Well, that's why it makes more sense for it to be this other, you know, this alternative comic book character than Clark Kent again. Right. No, but totally. But IGN said Clark Kent, and that's what I'm like. Yeah. Unless that, that was all part of their triggering game. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be. No, that, but that's true, though. If it were another character, it would make way more sense. Um, 
because it'd be obviously a different origin story. And the other thing, of course, everyone wants, I don't want to say everyone, people want Henry Cavill back, right? So, you know, how does that fit in? I know that, I don't know if he's entirely done. Is this in that universe? You know, there are questions to be asked. You know what I mean? Questions that I'm not overly fussed about. Does Cavill want to come back though? Because I thought the report was that he was done with it and like he decided to be done with it after everything. I, yeah, I'd heard that at one point too, and then I've heard other things. It's, I think it's a bit vague. It's a bit unknown. But honestly, I, at this point, I don't think he'll come back. I don't. I, I don't see it, but I, I'd like it. But it's fine. He can just be Geralt. You know, he's way Geralt's way better anyway. He's a way cooler character. So we'll just, just go and do that, Henry. It's fine. I agree. Might be cool. We'll For sure, we will. We got some. MCU info. I feel like, dude, the MCU news is, just keeps coming. Not that any of it's that groundbreaking, but it's just every week. Uh, they released a new sizzle. It's a pretty cool sizzle, I must say. That was sort of celebrating the return to theaters. Oh yeah, the trailer. And focusing on yeah, yeah, and focusing on what they're bringing out theatrically. And in that moment, I realized, dude, there are so many movies. And like, if anyone was talking about MCU potential Marvel. Um, oversaturation two years ago, like that ain't nothing compared to what we're doing now. We got like four shows and four movies still to come this year, like literally four. It's crazy. This year, yeah. You got you got Black Widow in July, Shang Chi in December, in September, Eternals in November, Spider Man in December. <laughs> oh, okay, it's nuts. Um, but the new info is, of course, the fact that. Wakanda Forever is Black Panther 2 subtitle. So they changed that. It was announced as Black Panther 2 originally. So that is a change. Which, it may, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. And it's a cool subtitle. So, I mean, they'll probably just focus on other characters. Perfect. Cool. The Marvels is Captain Marvel 2's title. Because we all love Captain Marvel. Um, so Are they going to cast the young Captain Marvel for that? Or are they just going to stick with Brie Larson? I think what it is, I think it's it's Brie Larson, but it's the Marvels because it's um it's it's Miss Marvel as well, who's the, the, the that one. Disney Plus show coming out this year. Yeah, the yeah yeah yeah. What's her? Kamala Khan is what I know. Yeah yeah exactly her yeah it's her, um, <laughs> in it, and it's also uh Monica from WandaVision, who's um. also a Marvel, who's also another I don't know her superhero name, but it's those three. In this movie, I'm by no means excited, but I'll take it over just another Brie Larson movie. You know what I mean? At least it's, it feels different. Wow, the there's new characters. I like Brie Larson fine. The movie was just whatever. So like anything to sort of inject new characters into it, I'm cool with. Um, but perhaps the biggest thing is that we got some Eternals footage for the very first time, and this is exciting because Eternals, of course, directed by now Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao after Nomadland. And the footage we got was, I mean, it was like 15 seconds. So I'm not freaking out by any means, but it looked interesting. The main thing to take away from all of this, take it how you will. Kevin Feige was going around a lot. I don't know if you guys saw this in the last couple of weeks, saying that Eternals is the best movie they've ever made. And he legitimately thinks, genuinely, and I'm not, hey, he knows way more about the movie than anyone on planet Earth. He thinks it'll be nominated for Best Picture next year. Yeah, but um, I thought this was I thought this was gonna be a show. 
Oh. Eternals, no. Okay, that's interesting. It's this Chloe Zhao film. I also doubt, don't get me wrong, but outside of the outside whether or not he gets nominated for Academy Award, like, I don't really give a shit about that. It's just more, it's very interesting that he's choosing to back this movie in this way. You know what I mean? It's a very specific thing to say about a Marvel. Like, Who's in the cast? He can come out and hype his movies all he wants, but he's never said something like this. It's very specific, you know? What's it about and who's in the cast? It's about people I've got no idea uh, about these obscure Marvel characters, but you've got Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, um, Bodyguard Guy, what's he, Richard Madden. Um, the cast is stacked. Kamal okay. Anjiani. There's shitloads of people in it. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting to bring up because Academy Award thing, who cares? It's just more the fact that it's setting different expectations for an MCU film, you know? I don't. I'm not saying I think it's going to be a masterpiece by any means. I got no idea, but I think I could walk into it now, having a different sort of mindset. You know. All right. So then, Jane, tell me about Sir Alex Ferguson. Maybe called Never Give In. I think Never Give In is the 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 tagline. Um, it's just a film about the greatest British manager in football history. You know, the greatest the greatest manager in football history. You know, he he is um. He's a, he's a sir for a reason, you know, for his, for his um, what is it? Your your acts to, you know, your, whatever your profession is in in this case, sporting. In service of. In service of sport. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just a documentary about him, about his gradual rise to, you know, prolific the prolific profile that he now has. You know, his. I see him here. I found him. Yeah, he's 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 become a bit of a. It's probably a bit of a. Hagiography is that how you say it? You know when you make someone a bit of a saint in their thing. Oh, I've never heard that word in my life. No, yeah, it's, it's probably a bit of that, but he deserves it in all means. You know his accomplishments are really like, you know, they're they're, they're uncomparable. Um, I'm keen for it. You know. All right. Very, is this going to be on Netflix or something? Or I think it's coming to theaters first. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where it's coming after that. Cool. <laughs> Now we'll get into our highlights of the week. Fitzy, what have you been watching? I started uh, Invincible. The oh the shit! Prime show. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen the first three episodes. Um, and yeah, it's just great, great, pretty great show so far. Um, it's like you guys have heard of it, I assume. No. Yes and no. Um, it's just a pretty like. It's not like gratuitous, but it's like pretty violent um, animated superhero show. Um, oh, uh, actually, now you sorry, yeah, I heard wrong. Yeah, no, okay, right. But um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's on the rise in popularity, I guess. So more people know it soon. But Stephen Young, uh, voices the main character, a teenage character. He's really great. Um, his teenage, his dad is uh. Omni Man is voiced by J.K. Simmons, who's like fantastic uh, as as him. Um, and you know, it's like kind of in the tradition of the boys, kind of subverting you know, different uh, superhero uh, tropes, I guess, and ideas. Um, but it's also just kind of a really good, uh, you know, conventional um, superhero story with more, uh, you know, violence and blood and that kind of thing. Um, and 
I don't know. It looks like it's going to be really great. So, yeah. It's a, awesome. it's based on the work of Robert Kirkman, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's based on the comic, yeah. I've heard about the comic forever, but I just don't read comics, so I've never, for that reason, I would have checked it out if I did. But Jaden, what about you? I watched Alien vs. Predator, which was interesting. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm much more of an alien guy. I think it's hard not to be when you watch the first two compared to... I mean, I think the first two Predators are decent as well. Um but it's 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 rather interesting in the story it crafts, but it's just that it's got such a B movie finish and vibe and overall kind of thing that it just doesn't end up as good because like you know the it, it, the story is actually rather interesting and like it's kind of sets up uh, I, I can't really talk about the story without spoiling it I guess but you know um what it does for these characters and how they how how they bring the humans back into it and they link the predators and the aliens together makes it is, is really cool. But then that it's just that it's got such a, it's so dated. It's so fucking dated. It was made in 2004, but it, it's like, I think like the, 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 the xenomorph and the predator, they, they look great, but like everything else in the film, it's, it's so clearly 2004, mate. Like it's, you know, it's not great. Um, I don't really know how to talk about it without spoiling the story, so I, I, I guess it's kind of a bad pick, but yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure spoiling the story wouldn't be the fucking end of the world because Alien vs. Predator, but still. Was the story riveting? No, but it was interesting. <laughs> oh, okay, alright. What well, they try to do something. is interesting, but then the, the finish is just not there. Aren't there multiple Alien vs. Predator babies? Yeah, there's two. I mean, I, I need to watch the second one, but I've got okay. other priorities this week. So Alien vs. Predator, SA. Mm. Other priorities that include just anything else? <laughs> um, I watched Wrath of Man this week. I watched this brand new Guy Ritchie movie, and I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. I, I, I highly recommend people watch it, and I highly recommend people know nothing about it, if you can. I did not watch it. We talked about the trailer on the show. I didn't watch it, though. Um, and I think that's going to really help because I can sort of see after I'd already seen the movie, a YouTube ad popped up for me. That was the trailer. And like in the first five seconds of, of this, I was like, oh no, if I'd known this, this would have not been fun, but going in, knowing nothing, the film is really, really structured in a way of building two reveals that if you just knew them would be like obvious premises for a movie, if that makes any sense. Like I could just tell you a, a version, a premise of this movie that would actually spoil it. But because it seems obvious, like, Oh, that's not a spoiler, but it would actually ruin like the first 40 minutes or at least the intention of what it could be, you know? Um, anyway, outside of that though, ton of fun, highly recommend it. It was just, it was not what I expected from Guy Ritchie, you know, it's not, not by any means, I wasn't expecting something in his traditional gangster genre, but even still it doesn't, it lacks the, the, the sort of humor and levity of his style. It's very, it's Guy Ritchie. If I don't know, he like grew up in quotes, not that I want that, but like, it's very dark and very violent, but in a very cool way. Um, Jason Statham's awesome. He's so great. And, I don't know. 
I recommend it. it. It had cool story twists and things going on, and the ending was satisfying. And I couldn't ask much more out of what the movie was, out of what you'd... Apologies for not being able to fully describe the premise, but check it out is the end of the story. In the behind the scenes on Snatch, Stather asks Richie if he's ever going to make a serious film, and I guess this is kind of that. Oh, dude, it's so it. Oh my god, there's not. Yeah, it's very serious. Not without it. Not not empty of humor by any means, but it's it, the score is totally. If 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 I could just like play you five seconds of the score, you just totally get what the vibe is. It's so ominous. It's like it's just death. Shit is going down. Score is just what it says. It's great. As always, now we hand the show over to you with our question of the show. Last week we asked you, do you give a shit about the Oscars? Is how Jane put it. Lockie said, which ones are the Academy Awards? Are they for actors? I'm being super genuine right now. Lockie, I don't know if this was intended as a submission, but it's, the, it's, it's a great submission. That's all you need. That's all you need to say. That's all you need to know. Thank you very much. Could just Google it instead of waiting, you know, however many hours he had to wait for your reply. Luke said, I've never watched a single Academy Awards. I don't really care for it. I see the results on the news the next day. Does that count as watching it? Definitely not. Also, I love the description for the Falcon the Winter Soldier episode. Old mate Steve Rogers is on the moon confirmed because Cinema Effects said so. Thanks. Thanks, Luke. I'm glad someone reads the descriptions because I'm not going to lie. I put 10 minutes into them each week. And most of them aren't funny, but I try a little bit, so thank you. Andy said, I usually like watching the Oscars, even clips on YouTube of people receiving them, and I got to watch it live for the very first time last year. I was the same, actually, because all the other years we were at school. In terms of my opinion on the Oscars, I used to think they were kind of formal and felt mostly white, which I liked, which I liked it that way. Also, diverse films could still get recognition at these award ceremonies. I think that's very important. This year's was so untraditional, in quotes, quote unquote. I know the seating arrangements were different because of COVID, but also it felt very African American as well. I used to remember when a film receives an award, the film's theme song plays as they go up to receive it. I always, I always liked that. That's true. But for this year's, they just sort of uh, do some riffraff RB track. What does RB mean? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a music genre. Oh, okay. For everyone's win, and it just felt so random. There's nothing wrong with it, but I felt they're just constantly forcing this diversity thing. And coming from an Asian, I don't really care about that. I prefer how it was meant to be. Even if the Oscars become Oriental, I still wouldn't be up for that. In summary, the Oscars were very uninteresting this year. (laughs) Wow, Eddie, that was long. But I appreciate you writing in. So, yeah, what do we think about the Academy Awards? I like them enough. I think it was sort of a time and place thing for me last year watching them. Like, you know, I think at that point, if we hadn't started the podcast, we were sort of going to or something. I don't know. Like I was sort of in the headspace of digging, talking about movies coming out and stuff. And yeah, I I watched them then. But as I mentioned last week, I also had no idea they were on this year. So I also can't care that much, can I? I mean, last year's was exciting because there was so many good films that came out in 2019, I guess. Um, That's true. The release schedule of what we got last year is a bit more underwhelming for sure. Still good stuff. 
but just less interesting to talk about generally. Like if I look at the the nominations for Best Picture this year, it's like I don't know. Wasn't fucking Black Panther nominated for Best Picture last year? Where the fuck? Year before, I think. Yeah, year before. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, fucking. Oh yeah, so yeah, Jane. Yeah, what do you reckon? Um, I don't know. Like, I think you know, every well, every fucking director and writer be like, oh, words don't matter. But I think I think it's important that that they that they do achieve this recognition. And you know, like I think it's not the be all be all end all of, of it. But you know, I think having an award is pretty nice. I think you know, most of them will tell you that. Um. In terms of how, like, I, I used to place a lot more stake into them. I used to watch them a lot more, but I think over time I just stopped giving a shit. I don't know why, but yeah, I, I, I have no problem against them. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to cancel it. I'm not trying to say they shouldn't be happening. Um, but yeah, I just don't care about it personally. No, I, I feel you. I will say there was this, you know, the whole thing about it kind of confused me. The whole thing about how disastrous the ending was this year. Yeah, and but is, awkward hosting and fucking like awkwardness at the Oscars is kind of tradition, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't get. I think the whole thing was is the fact that they put Best Actor last because everyone assumed Chadwick was going to win, mm. and then Anthony Hopkins won. And I mean, I mean that's and, obvious because there's no other reason they put Best Actor last. And then so it was there done. as well, though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopkins was asleep at four a.m. in England. <laughs> Totally was, but that that's true. But to me, like, and that's weird. That's a weird choice. If I were them, I would have not made the choice to put it last, just because that's risky. But also, I don't know. I saw a lot of things like, oh, it was a, it was disastrous. It was it was the end of the Academy. I was like, I mean, it was a sort of awkward. Like, but like, as you say, Jan, it's isn't it always awkward in one way or another? Like. I mean, like, I think, like, when I think Oscars, honestly, the first thing I think of is fucking Jonah Hill coming on stage dressed as a bear. He's like, "Oh, I'm the bear that ate Leo." I'm like, fucking hell, mate. Like, um, like, like that—that's the Oscars to me more than anything. Like, more than any awards. Um, something like that. <laughs> that's that says all that needs to be said. All right, that's it for this week's episode of Cinema Effect. Fitzy, what are we watching next week? We're watching. Mitchell's versus the machines or connected. Um that was on Netflix. So, Does it have two titles? Yeah, yeah. Depending on the region you're in or something? It was called Connected on IMDb for a while, so yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. Good idea. So yeah, check that out. New Netflix Sony animation film, I believe. When's cool. Sony gonna drop place uh fucking Sony Plus? Oh, right. So they're doing that PlayStation video pass or whatever. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you chatting with me today. Thanks, everyone else, for tuning in. And we'll see you all next week. Have a great rest of your week and goodbye.